Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I have such an amazing word today. My name is Jennifer, and I have been spending so much time with the Lord, and it has been amazing because He has been showing me who I am. He has been revealing my purpose. He has been showing me what He wants me to do. I have clarity and understanding and insight about who I am, about who I've been, where I've been, what I need to do moving forward, and it has been incredible today. The Lord all was working on me and I gotta share it. I gotta share it. Why? Because he's like, Jennifer, make a video. I'm telling you, I'm so surprised when the Lord speaks sometimes because I'm like, oh, is this a is this the Lord? It's a little spicy. <laughs> or is this the Lord? It's a little sassy. What's going on? And today was one of those days. He was talking about this ministry he wants me to start and how he wants me to shift this ministry called Solo, serving our loved ones, which was initially a ministry for the homeless. And he's like, I want you to shift that into serving our loved ones, Solo's healing ministry. This going to be a church. Why? Because things need to change. And I was struggling, y'all. I was wrestling. I'm like, Solo? Hmm. I was like, that doesn't make sense because we're always supposed to be talking about the body of Christ, the community of believers in this process of coming together and really this killing of self, this dying of self, so we can merge and become one with the body of Christ. So I was having difficulty. I'm like, but solo, the whole goal was to say, as an individual, I want you to know that you can make an impact. You can serve another. You don't need a big corporation. You don't need all of this stuff. You can go out by yourself and go serve somebody else. It only takes one person to love one another. He said, that's going to be the basis for our healing ministry. Y'all, and I'm about to get fired up. I feel like I'm about to run around this room. Why? Because the Lord was talking to me and he was like, this is why. And I'm going to say it just like he gave it to me. It was it, it was raw. It, it's raw coming up and I feel the fire, but so let the fire burn. I asked for God to set me ablaze for him. So go ahead. Do what you do, Holy Spirit. The Lord is like, too many of my people hide. Too many of my people hide in the church pews. They hide in the church. They hide under the covering of the body of Christ. We get to sneak in. We get to sit in the back. We get to praise, we get to worship, we get to attend Bible studies, we get to help out where we can. 
We get to listen to someone else's prayer. We get to listen to someone else speak at us and give our amens. And we think we're on track. We think we're solid. We think we're good. Honey, we got to challenge that today. We got to challenge that today. Mm. We got to say at the end of the day, are we loving God with all our heart, mind, and soul? Are we loving him with all of our strength? Are we? Are we taking that love and sharing that with others? Are we loving ourselves? Oh my gosh, take a minute just to be able to think about that. Are you as an individual, I challenge you to think about that. In your devotion time, are you giving all of your heart, mind, and strength to the Lord? Are you spending your time with him with everything that you got? Like David, are you chasing after God's heart? Are you after it? Are you seeking him for your identity? Are you seeking him for your purpose? Are you seeking him? to help you become and walk into everything that he has for you? Are you following him? Are you allowing him to be this great and mighty counselor to heal you, to heal those deep soul wounds? Are you allowing him to be able to break you free from the things that are keeping you in bondage? Are you allowing him giving him time to show you what's spiritual warfare, what demonic oppression you're under, and to help you be liberated in that. Because it's you that's grabbing hold of all of those thoughts and not holding them captive to Christ, but are just sitting there ruminating on them over and over and over and letting that stuff take root. And birth envy and birth anger and resentment and all of that. He needs to show you that's not natural. That's not you. That's, that's the devil. That's the enemy that's doing that. Here's what you need to do. Here's your strategy. Are you giving him time for that? He wants to liberate us. He wants to free us. Are you allowing him to walk you out of Satan matrix into the kingdom of God. Are you doing that? You as an individual. Okay. Because we can't hide. We can't get lost in the whole field of the body of Christ. What are you doing? God's calling us out in this season. He's tired of it. He's tired of it. He's like you, you. What is your definition of a Christian? Tell me. Are you doing that? Oh, you trying to be like Christ? Because I did the will of my father. I was about my father's business. You doing that? But yet you calling yourself a Christian? You following me? Talking about you following Christ and that's what a Christian is? Are you following me? Because I ain't heard from you in a while. You're following me though? 
Mm. It's a servant. I'm a servant of the Lord. Are you? What? How you serving? Did you ask God? Did you ask the Lord how he wanted you to serve and what he wanted? Because servitude means that you're giving somebody what they want. Have you stopped to ask the Lord what he want? Mm. Let me tell you, he's tired of it. We got the body of Christ. We got the church and five people are doing the work for a church that has 40 people in it. And 35 of them jokers are sitting there like, praise the Lord. Great. That's it. And those five people are getting what? Doing everything they can so that they can entertain the 35 people that are like, and if y'all mess up, I'm not coming back. If y'all don't do it right, if y'all don't move me, I'm not coming back. How dare we? Oh, how dare we? That's a conviction for myself. How dare we? Hmm. We treat those five people that are working like they're our prisoners, like they are our slaves, not not slaves of Christ, but slaves to us. You didn't serve me well today. I don't know if I'm going to come back. You didn't you didn't uh, serve me the way I wanted to. The Lord is sick of it. He placed something in you. Oh, he placed something in you. He formed you for a specific purpose. He has a reason for forming you, for bringing you to a specific place for a specific reason. Why aren't you operating in it? Why aren't you asking him? Why aren't you talking to him? So many people get up in their morning and just go to work. You mean to tell me the Lord wasn't worth five, ten minutes of your time? Why couldn't you wake up early to seek the Lord? Christian? Christian? You trying to be like Christ? Jesus got up early to seek the Father. Some people waking up four, five o'clock in the morning. You going to go work out. You going to go do this, this and that. But you not going to go speak with the Father. You not going to go speak with Jesus. Why can't he get some time to be able to tell you what's going to happen in your day, to direct your steps in your day? Psalms 37 says he's interested in the details, in the details of your life. Let him get in the details. He wants to early in the morning deal with what's on your mind and help you renew it. He wants to show you what's in your heart and help you work that out and deal with it. He wants to purify your soul and get you right and establish you for the day so you could put on your armor and face what you're going to face in the world because he knows it. The great I am wants to get you ready for what's going on in the day. He wants to prepare you. He wants to show you. Your father wants to get in there with you and love on you. He wants to set you right 
for the day. He wants to get you good <laughs> so you can step outside of this door and be all he's called you to be. But you won't even give him five minutes of your time. Oh, but yet those five minutes that you wake up early for in the morning, you get on TikTok, social media sites, Facebook, you get on YouTube and you all interested in what the world got to say. Matter of fact, you take those little five minutes you got and you push it a little bit to 10, 15 minutes. Oh, because you're so enthralled and captivated with the world. Meanwhile, the man that gave his very life for you can't even get a minute with you. How dare we not feel? How dare we not feel the Lord be worthy of five minutes? How dare we not feel the word, the Lord be worthy of 10, 15 minutes of our time? I'm telling you, you give the Lord an hour with all of your heart and do it diligently. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Watch what he'll do with that hour. But oh, make the sacrifice of time and give him three hours and watch him show you. Watch him show you. I'm not exempt from this because y'all, mm, some of y'all, Y'all know the Lord is waking y'all up at four o'clock in the morning and you like, nah, some of y'all don't know. And you just going back to sleep. Okay, I get it. But why ain't you listening? Why ain't you hearing what's happening and what's going on? Why aren't you sensitive to that? That's a sign of what's going on with you. But for some, the Lord's waking up at four o'clock in the morning. And I was in a season where I'm telling y'all, the Lord was waking me up in a season at four o'clock in the morning. And I had a day where I was like, I woke up. It was like four o'clock. I said, Lord, why? That's <laughs> hot. So I know I ain't just coming down on you. I've been there. Why am I up at four o'clock in the morning? I didn't have nothing to do that day. Everybody was gone. It was my time with the Lord. I had already planned on spending a day with him. So I'm like, Lord, this feels like abuse now. Like I don't want to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I have all day with you. The Lord fixed that because once when I started giving him time, and I mean hours, 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 not this 30 minutes, hour a day. When I started giving the Lord my all, because I love him with all my heart, mind, and strength, when I started doing it, the stuff he was revealing to me, my God, I said, I have to get up. He told me, he said, I'll what's your appetite for it. Just give me one day. He gave me one day and I was like, because I couldn't understand. I was like, what are we going to do for three hours? 14 pages of just stuff. This is on top of my prayer, my this and that. But he was like, okay, the Lord had to explain to me. He did this the other day. He spent two hours just talking to me. I had read a scripture, a short scripture. And in that short scripture, it was just pages and pages, two hours that he was teaching me based on that scripture. And he was like, Jennifer, this is what I want to do on top of you praying, worshiping, getting the word in you. 
Because sometimes I do want you to read just to read. I want you to know it. Right. And then there's times where I really want to get in there and I want you to just do one verse and I want to teach you on that verse and give you understanding. But outside of these checks in the box, which I love because it's building your spiritual man. Yes. I want to talk to you. I want like I want two, three hours to myself so I could just talk to you. We got a lot to do. I need to tell you about yourself. I need to train you. I need to teach you. I need to heal you. I need to show you you. I need to give you understanding and clarity. I need to prophesy to you. I need to minister to you. I need time. And some of us won't give him that. What's more important? You don't slept seven hours already. How much more sleep do you need? Is the Lord not deserving? Yet we'll give YouTube five hours. We'll give our phones. How is it the phone gets more attention than the Lord? How is it the phone gets all your heart, mind, and strength, but the Lord, he don't get none of it? How dare we walk through our days? We don't wake up in him in the morning and let him establish it. Many, you don't at the end of the day, take him with you. Are you asking the Lord while you're at work, while you're in your home as a homemaker, while you're lead me, guide me, show me, Lord, what is this? Who is this person? Who do I need to speak to? What do you want me to say? Lord, I'm listening. What's the purpose of this? What's the meaning of this? What's the next thing for me to do? We don't even take the great I am with us because we like now we got it. I don't need nobody. I'm just going to work this out. What? Oh, go ahead. Just let the world take you. Be reactive to what the world gives you. Because you know who the ruler of this world is? Satan. Hmm. Satan. This. So that means Satan got more access to you than God. How was that? How is that, people? How is that, Christians? How is that? The way we treat the Lord, he's tired of it. He's sick of it. Why? Because we act like the Lord is a nuisance. He's a bother to us. Why he want to talk to me? I don't have time for that. What? I got stuff to do. I don't have time. I'm just too busy with my life to talk to the Lord. What? What? Does that not have the devil written all over it? The Lord can't get your time. The Lord's not deserving a few minutes. How do you think that makes the Lord feel? Oh, but you got time for everything else. Oh, you got time for your husband. Let him invite you on a date. Let him invite you out somewhere. Oh, you ready? You planning for weeks for it? You want to get your nails done, your hair done. You want to get a cute outfit. You planning where you, you excited? You thinking about what you going to do today, today with that, with that person? Oh, you a man, your boys call you out. You like, yeah, we about to do X, Y, Z. 
We got this. You think about that and you say, yeah. Yeah, we good. We good. You, you, you ready to spend your time with someone else. But the Lord been calling you to himself. The Lord's been wooing you. The Lord's been desiring to speak with you. And you like, eh, what? I ain't got time for it. You just blow him off. How do you think that makes the Lord feel? Oh, he, he wants to tell you his plan, but you got your own plans. Now I don't want to give this up. I'm about to do this, this. I don't want to do what he wants me to do. I want to do my own thing. How do you think that makes the Lord feel? God formed you to a purpose and you are blowing off his purpose. Why? Because you got your own stuff you want to do. What? The Lord is desiring is desiring your surrender to let go of these things that is not for you, that he did not set in your life for you. And you won't let them go because you love them so much. And they're your golden calves, your idols. I can't release that. I can't let that go. Why does he want it? It's mine. It's so unfair. What? We keep treating the Lord like he is bothering us like he is a nuisance to you how dare you child of god how dare you call yourself a christian yet you are bothered and unnerved with christ trying to actually access you we got to get it together yet those same people will treat him like a genie in a bottle. Oh, they want what it is that he has. Oh, bless me. Oh, protect me, cover me, guide me. The minute something go wrong, now they want to run to Jesus. The minute they need something, they want to run to Jesus. They want to sit there in their five-minute prayers and say, give me this, do this, take care of this, blah, blah, blah. So they want, they want the blessing of Christ, but they don't want Christ. They like Christ worked for them. Like Christ is their slave. Christ is their servant. Christ is, Christ is here for them to do as they so order when they want to own demand. And if he don't, they like, where are you? That's why I don't talk to you. What? How dare we treat the Lord like that? You want all he has to offer as far as all these blessings that are tangible. You want him to be on command whenever you want him. So you want to use him, but you don't want him. How many people know what that feel like? When people want what you have to offer, but they don't want you. When they want to use you for everything that you provide, but they don't want you. How do you think the Lord feels when we treat him like that? When we treat him with thinking that, Lord, I only want you when I want you. <laughs> but I really don't want you. That he is not worthy. He's not worthy of time. That he is not worthy of us. But yet, 
That's the very basic commandment. To love him. To love him with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. And to take that love and love others, because it's going to take all of that love to love others as we love ourselves. It's the basic commandment. So Christians are walking through walking through this life, doing what they want to do, hiding in the background of the church, kind of getting in there, getting out, mm. or have decided this is what I'm going to do in the church and I'm not going to do no more. They're not going to tell me this, this and that. I'm only doing so much. Yeah, I'm going to do this, but I'm not doing this, 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 that, and that. So you're you're serving in the church, but really you're serving yourself because you like, I'm only going to do what I want to do. How dare us? How dare us? What we need to do is crucify our flesh, crucify our wants, but not just crucify our wants, crucify the needs. Oh, the need to be happy, the need to be fulfilled, the need to have your plans acted out, the needs to be able to do what it is you want to do to serve yourself. Honey, the Lord told me, I want you to crucify your needs. Why? Because I need you to be able to recklessly abandon your needs. Because if I need you to give up food, I need you to give up food, which is a need. Why? Because if I need you to fast for a day, I need you to fast for a day because you don't know the spiritual attacks that you're under. So you have a need for food, but I may need you to give that up for a day or for a time so we can work some things out in the spirit. Or maybe I want to drop something on you, right? And I need you consecrated for that. I want to move you into something. So I need to get you to give up your need for food. I need you to give up your need for R&R. Why? Because you may be tired. You you may need rest, but there's somebody out there in the moment that you need rest that's getting ready to need, getting ready to commit suicide. And I need you to go out there and talk to them. I need you to answer that phone call because what they may tell you is one thing, but you don't understand what could be going on under the surface. So they're talking to you and they're like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Yeah, how's your day? So really they talking to you about some surface level stuff. They're giving you some small talk, but you don't understand. You picking up that phone call and just talking to them that there could be something bubbling. They could have a gun to their head as they're doing this small talk and they just need somebody to hear them. They just need somebody to see them. So I need you to give up even your need for rest because I need you to be available whenever, however, I need you to be available. Right? Mm. What are your needs? What are your needs? I need you to give up this need for you to have money. Why? 
because money cannot be the motivating factor for your life or you will abandon purpose. Why? I'm telling you, this crucifying the need. We think it stops at crucifying the want, but the Lord needs you to crucify the need. Why? Because the devil will use your need to get you to abandon and walk away from purpose because after all, it is a need. But oh, the Lord tells us, crucify, crucify the need. Why? Because he will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. He wants you to depend on him to supply your needs. So Christian, you got to get to the point where even food is not a situation for you anymore because you've crucified the need where you can fast on demand. Why? Because the bread of life is present and he will provide the nourishment you need. Why? Because his blood will quench your thirst in the name of Jesus in faith. In faith, crucify, kill the need. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, are you looking at that? And are you hurting? Are you struggling? Is there an area you don't want to give up? So it's causing you tensions. It's causing you angst. Guess what? Then you are not crucified with Christ because dead men don't feel. If you're feeling all of that, then you're still alive and kicking in some areas. And the Lord wants to highlight that because he wants to show you, you still not dead yet. You still have not died to self because this area right here, <laughs> this problem area right here, you're holding on to, you're having all kind of issues with, you're attached to that thing. I need you to kill it. I need you to crucify it. Are you upset? Because the Lord wants more of your time. Are you bothered that you feel like you need rest? You feel like you need to sleep so you don't want to wake up and give the Lord your time? Are you too busy because you got so much stuff doing in your day that you can't consult the Lord throughout the day and allow him to order your step because you got so much stuff to do? Are you not wanting to surrender? Are you not wanting to say, okay, you know what? Let me go ahead and give myself over to the Lord and let him direct, let him guide me, let him lead me. Why? Because I got my own plans and I got something to do. Crucify yourself in the name of Jesus. Crucify your flesh. Because I tell you what, if you don't crucify your flesh, the Lord will get to a point where he will come down himself and wrestle your flesh. He will come down himself and deal with your flesh and he will deal with you so severely that you will drop to your knees and say, oh, I won't let go until you bless me. Let the Lord take you to that. The Lord is not playing in this hour. I'm telling you, he's calling you out. Yes, the body of Christ. Yes, the church. But what are you doing today as an individual? How are you serving as an individual, your loved ones? How are you loving others as you love yourself? How are you loving God with all your heart, mind, and strength? How dare us with the audience? 
audacity that we have, call ourselves Christian, but then in the same instance of calling yourself a Christian, think that Jesus is a nuisance. Think that Jesus is a bother. Thinking Jesus is a pest because you don't have time for him. You don't desire him. You have your own way that you want to go. You have your own things behind me. Oh, get thee behind me, Satan, because you have in mind the things of man and not the things of the Lord. Well-meaning maybe, but all not surrendered to the purpose of God, to the purpose of God. What is going on, people? What is going on? Do you not understand the Lord as he says before I formed you in the womb. I knew you. That means he formed you to what he already knew of you. Oh, the Lord, the Lord saw that what he created, Jesus, look at the story of Genesis. Look at all what the Lord created and it when it was. At a certain point, there was something still missing. There was something still missing. After all the work the Lord that he had done, he still created Adam and then gave Adam dominion of all that he created. All the Lord and all that he's created in this world has said there's something still missing. There's something still missing. There's something he knew the world needed. There's something he knew the world desired. There's something he knew. And then he formed. He formed something according to what he knew. What did the Lord know of you? Don't you want to know? It is in your DNA. Every cell of your body has been formed, created to what he knew of you. Everything that's working within you, all, every aspect of your being, this intelligent, complex system that we have, all operates. <laughs> In synchrony, according to what he knew of you. Gosh, you are walking around in a shell that the world, that the world caused you to form, to self-protect, to self-preserve, to self-defend. And the Lord is like, when you get tired, when you get frustrated enough, you going to grab that hammer and you going to break that shell off of you. And what's when you do that? Oh gosh, watch the real you, the you I formed. Watch it come forth. The Lord is causing some of you guys ah, to desire, to desire to expose 
what he put in you to expose the real you. But Satan likes the shell. It's his own prison. Oh gosh, it's his own prison. Not only that, oh, you got to get into conspiracy theory on this because the thing is to get you on autopilot. If I could plant the seeds and then have you nourish those seeds to water it, to protect it, then to defend it, and then even feel like if you don't have the shell, if you don't have the seed, something's wrong because you absorbed it into your identity. It's who you are. Do you know? Do you know? Satan's strategy. You holding on to this shell with everything that you got. Oh gosh, you're in captivity. You're in your own prison and you won't break free. Oh, because you've fallen in love with this shell. Do you know it's your prison? The Lord wants to break you out. He wants to break you out of this world system. He wants to break you out of Satan's matrix, but you are defending it tooth and nail. And he can't even talk to you and explain it to you and show you because if he starts to tell you about it, you will feel like it's an attack on your fortress that you've created for yourself. So you'll get angry at him and walk away. So he can't even talk to you about it. Oh my gosh, so fooled you are by the enemy. So fooled. <laughs> he has you in his hands. He don't even need to talk to you anymore. Satan don't even need to touch you no more. Satan don't even need to talk to you anymore. You looking for somebody with horns. And you don't even realize he's trained you so that he don't even have to be around. He just come in there and trust and verify. But he know his work. He like, I'm just verifying the seeing that your shell is still there. I'm just looking to check the integrity of the shell. Because guess what? <laughs> Satan's like, I put you on watch. That's your post. Guard your shell with everything you got. So now all of a sudden, it's not Satan that's the enemy and this shell that you're covering behind, that you're covering in, he's got you believing that Jesus is the enemy. Hold on. <laughs> he's got you believing that Jesus is the one that's against you, that Jesus is the one that wants to rob you of your time. Jesus is the one that wants to rob you of your plan and your purpose and your happiness. How dare Jesus want to take from me? Look at Satan's work. <laughs> Do you see it? Do you see it? Mm. And he's trying. He's trying to get to us. He's trying to save his brother, his sister. He's trying to save in his friend. He is trying to rescue you. He is trying to liberate you. He is trying to free you. He is trying to pull you out.
of this world, out of Satan's matrix. He's trying to pull you out of it. Oh, but you look at him. And now, because he's trying to pull you, you cut off his hand. You cut off every resource, every, every, every way in which he desires to connect with you. You're cutting it off. Every way in which he's desiring to rescue you, you cut it off because you look at him as a threat to your shell, as a threat to this false identity that Satan gave you, as a threat to this false purpose Satan gave you. What are you scared of, people? What are you scared of losing? Whatever the Lord desires you to release, do you know it's not for you? Do you know he loves you? Do you know your father loves you? So if he wants you to walk away from a person, that means that person is not meant for you and your destiny. That person is not for you. It is not conducive to how he formed you. So if it is not for you, it is against you. If it is not for you, if it will not walk with you into purpose, it will hinder your purpose. That's why the Lord wants you to walk away from an individual because that person he desires not to have in your your life because it's not for you. And if it's not for you, you will never be able to reach your full potential holding on to this individual. Why? Because Satan is using that individual to stop you from becoming all that you're going to become. Oh, does that person keep you small? Oh, does that person in competition with you? Oh, does that person nitpick at you? Oh, is that person stealing your joy? Oh, is that person the storm of a source of drama. That That's a distraction to keep you wrapped up in them. And they may not even know it. The Bible says Satan entered into Judas. They're sitting around the table and the Lord's like, one of you will betray me. And Judas, Judas says, is it me? What? What? Is it me? Satan enters Judas. There's some people that Satan is entering and he's using, he's using to keep you distracted. Oh, I dare you to let them go and watch how you soar. Watch how you get closer to Jesus. Watch how you walk in the purpose. Watch how your life is so ordered and so structured of the things of the Lord, but you're holding on to it. Let it go. Why would you hold on to people that is not for you. Why? Something that is not for you will not give you peace. Something that is not for you will not give you rest. Something that is not for you will cause issues. Let it go and watch the issues dissipate. Why are you holding on to things, to plans, to activities, to stuff that isn't for you? Why would you do that? If it's not for you, it's not for you. And the Lord is trying to highlight that. 
These are all the things that Satan has given you. Not me. But you're holding on to and defending the things of Satan. Let it go. Get rid of it. Let it go. Oh, you have to. Or you will never become all that God wants you to be. Oh, I challenge you. Give God a season. Give Jesus a season where you give it everything you got. Tell yourself, I'm in a cycle. I'm in a cycle. Tell yourself the truth. I'm in a cycle where the Lord is bringing me up in purpose, in destiny. But I keep allowing my feelings, my emotions, led by the devil to take me under. But then God grabs me and he's bringing me into purpose. But I keep letting my feelings and my emotions bring me down. And I tell you, it's a cycle. It's a loop that you'll be in because the Lord doesn't change his mind. The Lord doesn't say, never mind. The Lord doesn't say he's not ready. Oh, people say, oh, we got free will. Oh, we have a choice. Jonah had free will too, didn't he? Did he not? You could stay in this well or you could surrender. Three days, Jonah was in that well. Oh, you could choose to escape the well, but there's going to be something else. Oh, did Jonah have free will? Yes, he did. Did Jonah have a choice? Yes, he did. You had a choice to run. God got a response for that. <laughs> you want to just die and throw in a towel? God got a response for that. God's like, this is what I do, but my word does not go out void. It does not go out and return void. No, it does not. I spoke a word over you before I formed you. I knew you. I declared you as a prophet to speak to the nations. I spoke a word over you when I formed you and I will watch over. The word says the Lord watches over his word to make sure it is fulfilled, to make sure it is complete. I'm watching over it. When the Lord formed Adam, what happened? He said, oh, what's well, not good? It's not good for man to be alone. So he formed Eve from Adam. Do you see? He formed him, but he watched over him. He gave him instruction. He told him, this is what I want you to do do. The Lord wants to do that with you. He formed you. He wants to show you what it is that he wants you to do. Look at Jeremiah chapter one. I'm telling you, it'll bless you, right? You have Jeremiah that's like, nah, I'm too young. I can't speak. Do you think the Lord turned around and was like, oh, okay, no, nah, I'm good. Okay, never mind. You think when Moses was like, what's going on? Like, who am I supposed to say sent you? Like, what is happening? I can't speak. Do you think the Lord was like, never mind? No. <laughs> so you, with your fully arrogant self that thinks that you know it all, that thinks that you know better than the I am, the one that formed you, the one that ordered the entire cosmos, which in fact are in more surrender than you are <laughs> to him, that are in complete 
captivity to his will, that are waiting for his instruction. You think you know better than him. And what will you think is going to happen? You think you're going to have peace like that? You think you're going to have rest like that? You wonder why you have struggle? You wonder why you have strife? And you're in active rebellion to the Lord. You are not operating in purpose. Some of y'all God don't spoke to and you just blew off. Now nah, I ain't doing that. Eh. This flippant attitude towards the Lord. He's sick of it. Oh, he's sick of it. He's calling people out one by one. Yeah, I'm dealing with the body of Christ. I'm dealing with the body because they need to function together. We got work we got to do there. I'm dealing with my church. I'm dealing with my church. But do you know sometimes when you dealing with the body, when you dealing with the body and it's in disarray, it's out of order. What does the doctor do? When something is wrong, he starts going through and he just doesn't look at the body as a whole. Yeah, we need we need to see that. And yeah, he does try to get a big picture or she tries to get a big picture. But then he starts looking at different parts. Let me listen to your lungs. <laughs> let me check your blood pressure, right? Let me let me see what's going on with the heart. Let me check your eyes. Let me look into your ears. Say, ah, let, let, let me look in that throat. Let me see what's going on there. They take that little thing and they knock on the knees and you get to see your leg kick. Let me, let me check your reflexes. That's what the Lord is doing now with the body of Christ. He's like, all right, something's wrong here. Something's not right. Because the body's not functioning well. So because the body is not functioning well, I need to start doing some work. I need to start getting each part of the body together. And I need to start seeing what's going on. I need to start dealing with each individual. Okay, let me, let me check the hand. All right, so now I'm dealing with the hand. Let me check all the fingers. Let me look at the health of the nails. Let me look at the And we got to get to work on this hand. Because it's a crucial part of the body. And the body ain't working well. So we about to do an overhaul. But I need to go through. Right? It's like you going through and cleaning your house. Okay, I realize the house is a mess. This house got to get in order. But how do I start cleaning up the house? I got to go by room by room by room. So the Lord's not having this no more. He's calling individuals out. You, solo. What are you doing to love God with all your heart, mind, and strength? Get up. Get up. Stop giving yourself passes. Stop giving yourself all this ease. Oh, that's okay. I'll do it. No, get up. Crucify the flesh. Oh, I know I should, but stop it. Do what Lord is calling you to do. Stop it. Oh, I just think maybe now's the right time. Shut up. You don't decide what time the Lord wants to use you. God says it's time. And when God says it's time, it's time. 
What do you know of time? God created time. Did he not separate the dark from the light? And you talking about time and shut up. <laughs> that's, that's just real. It's just real. It's just listen to Christians talk and it'll drive you nuts. It'll drive you nuts. And that's not from a place of not understanding because I've been there. I've been there. Oh, I've been there. And honey, if I get hit hard enough, I might have to watch this video for myself tomorrow. I'm just saying of the sinners, I am the worst. <laughs> I promise you <laughs> get a worse sinner than me. I want to see him because I ain't heard of nobody yet. <laughs> I don't done some stuff. Oh, I don't done some stuff. But this flippant attitude, this, this in titled Christian walk. This, I don't have time to get up. I'm tired. I need to sleep. What does he want? This, I got my day. I don't need nobody to tell me what to do with my day. I'm good. I got stuff to do. This, I got my own plans. Let me, let me walk. Let me just do whatever it is that I want to do. I decided I wanted to be this. I wanted to do this. I wanted to have that. And the Lord's trying to take it. How dare he? I have my own plans. What? How much time does he need to talk to me? All the time he needs. Your life is his. He paid for it. He paid the cost for your life. It's not yours. It belongs to Christ. Give it to him. Give it to him. Or why do you call him Lord, Lord, if you ain't going to obey? Why are you calling yourself a Christian if you're following Kim Kardashian more than you're following Christ? Why? What are you doing? Call yourself something else. We're supposed to be ambassadors to Christ. So as an ambassador, we ain't even broke the seal off of sin and the way how Christians are willingly, flippantly sinning. We're not going to touch it today. We not going to, we, hey, all we did was, we just tapped it a little bit. Because that's a whole nother thing. We get into the nitty gritty though. We get into the nitty gritty. We get into your wants and your needs that you ain't sacrificed to Christ. Then why are you doing this Christian thing? Why? If you are going to follow Satan in this world, if you are going to operate not based off of the spirit, because I tell you what, people say you spiritual. That's the most. <laughs> Jesus, help me. It's nonsense. It's poppycock. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. You're spiritual. Do you know what spiritual means? It means you're spirit 
spirit-led and spirit-filled. If being spiritual means that you are spirit-led and spirit-filled, but you are not being led and filled by the Holy Spirit, what spirit is leading you? What spirit are you filled with? There is the Holy Spirit and there is the demonic spirit. What's, what, is there another spirit that I'm unaware of, but you're spiritual? Okay, you're spiritual. How is the Lord leading you then? How is the Lord guiding you? I should see fruit of you being filled with the spirit. Let me see your fruit. <laughs> I don't, I'm a Christian. I don't do all that religious stuff. I'm spiritual though. Okay. I'll, I'll buy it. The Lord says, Hey, are you tired, burnt out on religion? Come get away with me. So where's the evidence of this spirit filled life? Then that means you, I mean, you don't left religion. So. Let me see this servitude, this imprisonment of Christ. That means there's complete surrender to the Lord. Like now, I, now I'm captivated. I want to know. You don't suck me in. What's God? I wanna, I'm interested. What's happening? What's going on? What's, what's the spirit doing? <laughs> but it's the Holy Spirit, right? And you're being led by this, like, do we know this language that we're even saying? How you not saved, but you spiritual? Jennifer has left the chat. Okay. Okay. Play with God if you want to. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I got a different, different outlook on it now this flip it this i'm doing my own thing i got it all figured out this i'm going my own way this this uh i i've got a plan this i don't want to let go of because i've been there oh i've been there i've been there i've struggled through it i i even felt i even felt like the Lord, and this is I could, this whole thing comes out of love and compassion because I felt at a time as a Christian that the Lord was against me. I was like, how can you, how can you say you love me, but you know, I love this thing so much and you want to take it. This is something I need. This is a good thing. Oh, but I had to learn. I had to learn. There's a good thing So let's back that up. There's a right and a wrong thing to do. That's your first pit stop. Is this right or is this wrong? <laughs> so there's just some things that are morally right that are morally wrong. That that has to be the first stop cuz God ain't going to ask you to do nothing that's morally wrong. Is it God, you can do something that's right, but it's not necessarily God. Right? And I mean right in the eyes of man. You could be saving something for someone. 
from something. But is that a godly, is that the godly thing to do? If that is that the thing that God desires in that moment. But then he took me a step further and he's like, not only do you need to decide if something is right or wrong, first step, you need to decide if it's of me, is it of God? And then the third thing that you need to decide is, is this right thing? Is this God thing for you? David wanted to do the right thing. He wanted to build a temple for God. It was a God thing. It was a temple <laughs> for God. But it wasn't for him to do. It was for Solomon to do it. So if he would have been, if he would have did it, he would have been outside of the will of God, even though it was morally right, even though it was God. It was not what he wanted to do. Then the Lord has took me a step further. He said, this is the fourth thing I need you to consider. Is it the good thing? Thing? Is it the God thing? Is it the you thing? And is it the right now thing? I want you to do this because it is the right thing to do. I want you to do this because it's of God. It has my name all over it. I want you to do it because it is the good thing, the right thing, the God thing, it's for you to do, but it's not for right now. You try to do it right now and it's not going to work because it's outside of my timing. Yeah, I gave to you and it's something you may even be sensing in the spirit, what I want you to do, but before you get there, I got to deal with some stuff here because if we don't do some stuff here, if you try to do this now, oh, this will destroy you. Why? Because you're not ready for it. This will actually be your demise because it's so weighty and so heavy that if I don't deal with you first and prepare you for it, it will crush you. Oh, the weight and the magnitude of what the Lord wants to bring us into. But he's like, I need to strengthen you and deal with you so you can handle it or it will crush you. It will crush you. So the Lord will isolate us at times. He will sit us down for a season because he's like, I know you have your plans, but I need to prepare you for the plan that I have for you that's meant to prosper you, not to harm you. That will be done because my will will be done. My word I spoke to you will be fulfilled, will be complete, and I need to get you ready for it. I'm strengthening you so you can handle the weight of it. I'm purifying you. I'm refining you in the 
fire so that I can get rid of those impurities that will weaken the integrity of the structure that is you that will be able to withstand the weight of what I'm about to place on you. I am working and on a search and discover mission with you because I need to look at all those cracks in your structure so that we can repair them. And there are some situations in which the Lord is going to shake you. It is going to be such a shaking because I need all of these things to fall off of you that's not meant for you because I need to get this structure tight. I need to get this structure where I need it that's solid because I don't need to take everything from you. I just need to take away those things that are flimsy, those things that will cause you that will weaken the structure that is you, right? If it's, if it's fall, if it'll fall away when I shake it, that means it's not secure. That means it's not in place. That means it's not permanently established to you. So you'll always be, oh, this is good. You'll always be, if you don't deal with those things and let them fall away, you will always be spending your time on trying to grab those things that are loosely attached to you. You will be devoting all of your attention trying to keep those things in place. So, oh, you've got this and you see it's not really fully attached like it needs to be. So now you got to give it special attention to try to hold it in place. No, God will shake you. God will shake you because anything that's loosely attached, he wants them to fall away because he's like, if it's loosely attached, it ain't from me. Mm. God is like rebar to your very body. What God has formed you to and placed onto you is sound. It's stable. It's permanent. What God formed you to, how he formed you, honey, you could shake that thing all day. You better believe it's going to stand. Oh, what God, what God put for you here in this life, what he formed you to, what he placed into you, ain't no amount of shaking in the world going to lose that. So let him shake you. Let him shake you. Let him let you loose. Let all that stuff fall away. Let it fall away. Oh, get kick it out of the way. Matter of fact, get out. <laughs> kick it out of the way. Because if it's shake, if he's shaking you and it falls away, it ain't for you. And he has to do it. He has to do it so that he can now take what's left and start building on top of that. And what he's building on top of that, I'm telling you, it's meant to withstand the weight, the magnitude of what he's bringing you into. And he needs to build you up so that when he brings you into it, you can withstand the weight of what he's going to place on you. Oh, so good. But what happens? We don't want to give him time to do it. Because we'd rather be watching Facebook or people would rather be watching YouTube or rather be watching something else than letting the Lord strengthen them and deal with them and getting ready for the next season of their lives. I'm telling you, it is not, it is not the ninth hour of sleep that's going to sustain you in the next season. That's why I get up. 
It's not the, the, the ninth, tenth hour of sleep that's going to get you through what's coming in this next season. It is not Facebook that's going to get you up in the next season and sustain you in the next season of your life. It's not all this nonsense that you're participating that's going to say sustain you in this next season of your life. What is going to sustain you? Jesus Christ is going to sustain you. Oh, get it together. Get it together. That's the Lord's message. Straighten up, get it together. And if you don't think the Lord talks like that, look at what he says to Job. Get up, stand up, gird yourself as a man. Mm. What does he tell Moses? When Moses is at the Red Sea and the Pharaoh and his army is chasing after him. What does he say to Moses? He says, why are you crawling, crying out to me? Go raise your staff. Go part the sea. Go tell the Israelites, go what you doing? You crying out. You need to be moving. Oh, the Lord is singling us out solo, singling us out as individuals. And what is he saying? He's saying, get up, move, give me your all. Search me, seek me. Get on the path that I have for you. Get on the purpose I have for you. Get out of the world and come into the kingdom. That's the Lord's invitation today. Get out of your own way, your own stuff, your own mess, your own thoughts. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Let the Lord deal with you. Let the Lord show you. What, what else you going to do? You want your thing. You're bypassing the God thing. The thing you were formed to. For your thing? Your thing is based off of what you experienced in the world. And the ruler of this world is Satan. Good luck. You ain't never going to have peace like that. Embrace God, let him in. Stop treating him like he's a bother, like he's a nuisance. Stop getting lost in the body and hiding in the pews. Mm. Get with Jesus. Get with Jesus. Surrender. Let him be the Lord of your life. Let the great I am be your God. Be your God and you be his person. Hmm. Crucify yourself. I'm telling you, when you humble yourself before the Lord, watch him exalt you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask that you... Give us a hunger and give us a thirst for you, Lord. Not to do more religion, not to do more checks in a box, but to invite you into our hearts. Let us fall madly in love with you, madly in love with you. Let us live into, let us operate in, let us be guided by, let us seek, 
that great love that we've established with one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That'll do it. <laughs> Bye.